The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, it's Friday the 13th, Mercury is no longer retrograde, and Pluto is in Capricorn for the first time since 1776. But what does that mean? Well, Christopher Witecki is here to explain, and he's got a look at some major changes coming in 2018. Plus, daytime favorite Catherine Hicklin has tips to help you look 10 years younger, so you'll look better, feel better, and do better. And Jason Warner, one half of the hit music-making group Jason and DeMarco, talks about the difficulties facing LGBTQ youth and how you can help. That's coming up today on Crawl Call. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Kroll Call. It is a balmy 22 degrees here in Philadelphia. I only say balmy because I am finding out that it is even colder elsewhere, as is typically the case. It's kind of the time where, you know, you want to find someone to stay warm with. It's convenient because it's Valentine's Day. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are using the cold as a <laughs> as an excuse to uh, find couplings. And it brought up, in a very strange roundabout way, it brought up some discussion about Valentine's Day in schools. We've been talking about this all week long on our Twitter feed, at Curl Call Show, and the background on this, for those of you who are just hearing this, is that there are some places where they are not allowing Valentine's Day to be celebrated in schools. They're saying that it's an inappropriate holiday, it's not a real holiday, and I've been asking what you think about this 
all week. And if you haven't weighed in, as I said, go to Crawl Call Show on Twitter and you can weigh in there. But some of the comments that I've been hearing so far, one from, well, actually, they're all in favor of celebrating Valentine's Day. Just some of what people are saying. Mrs. Rainbow 86 said, you know, absolutely not. It's a day all about love and friendship, which is something that every child needs. Colonnade Lynn said, no, besides celebrating friendships and including everyone, it's good reading and penmanship practice. Of course, Lynn is all about learning things in school. Uh, And Terry Ivins, who has been a guest here on the show before, said that she sent her daughter to school with tattoo mustaches. Uh, I think she will probably be very unpopular with some of the other parents, but uh, I think it's actually kind of funny. Well, I can't wait for an update from her to see exactly how all of that played out. Now, speaking of holidays that should or should not be celebrated, the 20th anniversary of my debut on the internet is coming up. There's going to be a surprise, well, not really anymore, but there's going to be a surprise edition celebrating uh, everything. You know how I hate surprises, so I'm not looking forward to this too much, but it's not going to stop them. It'll be coming up on March 27th, same time in our regular time slot, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. There will be people jumping out of the woodwork and all sorts of other things to make me cringe and and be crazy and uncomfortable, but it's all in good, I hope it's all in good spirits. It's something that we do every year here. And as I said, the folks at Voice America seem to enjoy putting me through the ringer every year. But one thing that they are and have been doing is they've been so great over the past couple of weeks. Those of you out there know that I am uh, recuperating from a little arm procedure, have a torn rotator cuff. It has not been the easiest moving around and doing all sorts of other things, but they've been great in allowing me to uh, stretch some of the rules here. So I want to make sure that they get a big thank you for working with me and uh, dealing with my even more insanity over the past bits as I'm, I'm trying to get back up to strength here and go into PT, which I found out I think stands for some kind of torture because they make you do all sorts of other things. I haven't been to the gym in a long time. We'll say over 20 years, probably longer than I've been running the website, but it's it's helping. Hopefully we'll be back to full strength and, and everything will be back to normal. But thanks you to everybody out there who's been asking. At the top of the show in the introduction, you may have heard me say that there are some things going on that haven't been going on in a long time. One of them is that Pluto is in Capricorn for the first time since 1776. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'm not the expert. I don't know that. But are you someone out there who looks up the characteristics of your zodiac sign and says, oh, you know, I'm a true Leo, I'm a true Capricorn. Have you ever charted your birthday to try to know what your rising signs are? Well, my first guest this week is a practicing astrologer. He's a life coach and TV host of the spiritual web series Namaste Today. He is Christopher Watecki. He's here today. I'm so glad that he's here. Christopher, thanks for spending some time on Spooky Friday the 13th with me. Oh, my pleasure, Dan. Uh, and I send my love to your, uh, so you heal faster. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it, if it had happened today, I would have said, ooh, Friday the 13th, I should have just stayed in bed and, and not left. A lot of people, Christopher, have opinions about Friday the 13th, that it is an unlucky day and, uh, you know, superstitions and all sorts of other things. What's your take on Friday the 13th? You know, it's interesting about Friday 13. One is the number 13. Um, one of the things I have uh, done in my life is uh, bring astrology and numerology together because I believe they work together as a team. These are all pieces of the full conscious puzzle. So 13 is a spooky number in our consciousness. And I think it doesn't matter what you call it in any culture. 
uh, people have a little bit of a hesitation around the 13th step. And the 13th step is that step into the unknown, basically mm-hmm. the step into the fool's card. Now, uh, you know, Friday the 13th actually goes back to King Philip the Fourth who ordered the Knights Templars to be imprisoned, just like out of nowhere, turned on them. And they, of course, you know, the, the legend is they sent their treasure, which is, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, all that stuff up to Scotland, and it went into hiding. And, uh, and, and this was a real betrayal uh, for the only, you know, men of true that were guarding, you know, the, our spiritual philosophies at the time. So I think what resonates in our DNA with this is uh, something really bad happened to good people on this day. Well, I mean, if that were the case... That's the case of almost any day. We wouldn't stay. Uh, we wouldn't leave the house. We would be hiding under the bed. Let's yeah. find a little bit of, of information about you. You mentioned bringing astrology and numerology together. Mm-hmm. Where did your interest in these come from? Is this something that you have been doing, you know, from a, a very early age, or is this something that's a, a little bit later on down the line? You know, from an early age, I was um, picking up on people and kind of knowing who they were. So I was, I was psychic very young and. When I came across astrology, which was uh, basically I was uh, I was actually dating a girl who ran my chart, and after she ran it, she was like, I don't think we should date. And Ooh. I was upset. <laughs> I was upset. Uh, so I, I wanted to understand astrology, and everything she said was accurate in the reading, and it was very correct. And uh, so early on, that was age 19, I started to immediately found astrology to be at least the vocabulary for a lot of the things I was trying to express about humans and characteristics and I found it to be just a remarkable tool for organizing how consciousness exists in us. I, I don't think Freud had it. I don't think any of them had it. I think really astrology is uh, the breakdown tool. So I started running with that and started uh, reading everyone I could and filling my head. And at some point, someone said, you really should be paid for this. And I was honored and started down that professionally. With numerology, something that I've noticed that is to me, it was it's fascinating. Something you know, a lot of things that we do, we don't think about them until we think about them. My birthday is the sixth. It's the sixth of March coming up in a bit, and I found that almost all of the addresses that I've lived at in my life have all added up to the number six. Mm-hmm. Is that some? I mean, when you talk about numerology, is that a coincidence? Is that the essence of numerology? Is that somewhere in between? I think it's the essence of our consciousness. I think that consciousness, without a word for it, divides into parts. And I think that we unanimously agree on these parts. And I think that part 15, uh, which is actually what March 6th is, um, that's a step 15 Pisces. So that's a person who is uh, into peacemaking. And um, so I would say that it's six and it's also ones and fives that go into it. So I think that there's something about when we manifest uh, our spirit into incarnate, into physical, uh, where the numerology and the numbers of things and the science of things all sort of fit into, into place. And yes, you, you find that there is this gravitation towards certain numbers. I personally am obsessed looking at my hotel numbers, the number that comes up on the check, uh, <laughs> you know, all this. And honestly, uh, you know, you, know you, you see for yourself your own numerological patterns. Also, people say to me all the time, you know, I always look at the clock at 11.11. I was looking at the clock at this time. I was looking at the clock at that time. And that is, again, your natural association. You, 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 are, you kind of vibrate to that sector of consciousness of which we have signed a number to, I think. That's interesting. I always seem to look at the clock at one, two, three, four. Uh, oh, that's usually, cool. 
usually never fails. So it's become a magical number. Now, as we talk about this and we talk about things that I've noticed, we talk about things that you've noticed, things that other people have noticed, I'm sure that you are aware in, in having done this for a long time that there are people who are skeptical, who may not be receptive to what you're saying or who may not understand what you're saying. What's your message to them? And I'm sure some of them are listening today to our conversation. You know, it's interesting about astrology. It has a lot of prejudice, um, and I think a lot of it has from negative spin campaigns in the past, you know, through the centuries. But here's my argument for astrology. You know, we have no argument when we say that we're going to plant a plant in North America, in Nebraska, North America, and we expect that plant to create juicy fruit or not create juicy fruit. Or we plant that plant down in uh, Florida, and we expect that plant to grow fast or slow. And, And we have no problems with those expectations. But the idea that we plant a child in March and it has certain characteristics later is absurd to us. You know, I think that we are tied to the biological rhythms of this planet somehow. I think that it's probably electromagnetic. I think it has to do with where the Earth is at that time of the year. And where is the Earth at that time of the year? Well, it's in proximity to the sun, which is at a constant rotation. So we're basically a greenhouse that's being, you know, evenly lit by the sun. And this is what creates our cycles of seasons. And this is what creates our cycles of behavior and we are tied to these cycles and circles and cycles of circles. We're biologically tied, birds flying south for the winter. And I think this is really where astrology comes from. The ancient Babylonians learned astrology from the ground up. They noticed that when they planted a child at this time, and it came out at that time, that the child was arrogant. They noticed these things, and they looked to the stars as their calendar. They're like, you know, whenever this constellation is up, you know, my wife is a bear. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Like, they didn't know. They used the stars as their marker tools. Uh, and, and that is what it is today. We look at it as a galactic clock, a cosmic clock. Uh, humans go through these cycles and circles. Some are slow-moving cycles and circles. Some are slow, uh, fast-moving cycles and circles. And we just happen to be in total... Uh, you know, uh, harmony with the same uh, path of the planets. The rates at which the planets move are the same rates at which certain cycles and circles in our consciousness move. And so we're really mapping that and we're trying to predict with that map. It's interesting. That is really the first time I've ever heard it explained that way. To me, you know, a lot of, uh, of growing up, a lot of the things of astrology were the covers of The Inquirer or hearing about Nancy Reagan having constru- uh, consulted an astrologer t- and passing it along to her husband. Like, those are the things that I was brought up with, and that was sort of my preconceived notion. Hearing you explain that just the way that you did, and I'm sure it's that way for a lot of people out there, is really sort of enlightening. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I think we are tied. It's time for us, I believe, to um, really just open our eyes and see what's working and what's not. And, and let that be your own judge and your own witness in your life. You know, if information works for you and it brings you joy and happiness, it's good. <laughs> you know? No, it, it's true. And, you know, there's something that I've noticed with myself reading the paper, I go back and, and read the comics and read other things, and there's always a, a daily horoscope, and there are things that are there, and, you know, I read them, and sometimes they're vague, and sometimes they're right on, sometimes it'll say, you know, make sure you stay home tonight, I'm like, oop, be great. One of the things that I've always thought would be great is if there were something that were more personalized, if there was something that were more sort of real-time catered for me, and I'm I haven't seen anything like that until I became aware of some of the things that you're doing. And you have a product, a service, really, that you've introduced that is exactly that. It's more of a real-time sort of uh, customized product for for everyone out there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Personal Sensei Service. And it comes from a frustration being a reader. I do personal readings for people. Uh, that's where my talent really stems from is one-on-one coaching. And, you know, I would see that coming up in the spring, something was going to hit them. And I would be like, hey, you know, in the spring, it's going to be vital, da 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 you know. And, uh, of course, it passes them and they missed it and I was frustrated. And so technology, I started thinking, it's like if I had a, a technology that would watch over their chart for me, and warn them at the time that they could make the difference. That would be awesome. So that was the beginning of the Serious Joy uh, Personal Sensei service. It's like uh, the idea to stay in joy and happiness, it's, it's really a full-time job. We're so busy in our daily life and everything, we kind of need a little poke uh, to stay on the happy path. And that's what this is. It takes your date of birth. We combine with numerology. We created what we call artificial intuition. And this is a technology that's watching over my clients and sending messages at the right time that I have pre-written with them in mind. I just, mm-hmm. the mess, it just knows when to send it. So um, it, people, we're going to give a free trial. We're coming out of beta in April, and people can get free seven-day trial, uh, no cost, no credit card, anything like that. Just put in your information, and in those first seven days, I'm teaching you the seven secrets to your soul for free. So it's my goodwill to uh, humankind. <laughs> so people I- should try it. But it's, a, uh, it's very helpful. People find that... Um, it really helps to have someone there reminding you to uh, st- keep keep your chin up and not give up yet. And um, and remember that you're beautiful and amazing. And the cool thing is, is because I have all of your chart data, I know all the reasons you're beautiful and amazing. So I have kind of this endless bucket of uh, candy to send. One of the viewers came up to me the other day at a show and said, I can't wait for my 303 because at 303 you get a text. And um, she's like, it's like my piece of candy for the day, which made <laughs> me feel really good because it's like uh, the candy really is enjoying who you are. And uh, who doesn't like candy? We were talking about Valentine's <laughs> Day earlier. I mean, it's like a little candy heart or, or a box of chocolate. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Anyway, great. Thanks a lot. So <laughs> let's go back to a bit of numbers and how numbers mean everything, uh, okay. different things for everybody. One of the things that I, I mentioned at the top, of course, is that Pluto is in Capricorn for the first time since 1776. Philadelphia yeah. of 1776, big number. So does this mean that we're going to be declaring independence from someone? Is there going to be some sort of revolution? What does that mean? I believe actually it does. I, I, you know, really? uh, I'm not a doomsayer, but I would put on the record now on your show here, saying it first, I believe that we will rewrite our constitution in our lifetime, yes. I believe we will rewrite it. And I think that you can see a lot of the signs of the same energies. With, with Pluto and Capricorn, it's a big deal because it means that we're going to, uh, we're going to change what the rules are, right? And when, and when Pluto went to Capricorn, that's exactly what happened in the 1700s. We changed the rules, the rules of how we tax, the how we govern, the how we draw politics, you know, our structure of what we climb and don't climb. All these things was completely changed, every rule of doing business. You can already see the decay of business and its systems now. You can already see the fragility of the stock market. Now, I don't believe it will be a big crash, so to speak. I believe, like last time, this will be a, a conversation that leads to the people wanting a change. I don't think it will have to be war, and I don't think that we're governed by anything in that regard. But you can see that we have, like, excessive use of force right now with our own police and Guantanamo Bay. We have illegal search and seizure going on with our NSA spying our own citizens and using technology to enter the home. We have taxation without representation, but now it's big corporations taxing us and pharmas and OPEC. And the biggest is that we have this gigantic aristocracy where a small percentage of our population is financially controlling a big interest of the national power and politics and economy. And so we are here again, but it's very different this time around. So uh, it's, it, the force of Pluto is that there will be change. And what's interesting is this year Pluto uh, reaches step 15 
And that's kind of how I incorporate numerology with astrology is I've found that numerology provides an extra step of information that astrology stops and adds uh, further high, high definition to the situation. So today where Pluto's at step 13, which means that we are breaking down old philosophies and we are now moving forward. Then 14, we come to new conclusions. And 15, this year, we begin to get an idea of uh, what peace might be. So coupled with Saturn and Sagittarius, we are also at the same time as we're reconsidering our decisions of what the rules should be, we're actually reconsidering what our religion is, what our me-ligion is, what philosophies we live by, what philosophies we believe in. And we went through a Saturn and Sagittarius transit during the Pluto-Capricorn transit in the 1700s as well. And when Saturn was in Sagittarius at that time, this is when the people were beginning to talk about and collect uh, information about how they weren't really happy with the Stamp Act. They weren't really happy with British taxing them. And they, were talk- they were meeting in, in pubs, and they're starting to make small publications. And that, the people were beginning to talk about what they wanted to do and how they were or were not happy or what it should be. So I think that in this moment this year, that's where we are. You're going to find a lot of discussion about how it should be gay marriage, how it should be, you know, these very deep, deep topics of society. And I think you'll find some surprising change of mind uh, from than what we have seen in the past as far as what people believe. And these are some of the things that you also discuss on Namaste Today. Uh, you know, I mentioned I've been on the Internet for 20 years. At that time, we never thought that there would be streaming video. We didn't think that you could, you know, rent movies and things like that. And you've been doing this for nine years, which is a really long time in terms of, of, of Internet years. What are some of the things that folks can see on Namaste Today? Well, thank you. By the way, congratulations on 20 years. It's like you. Uh, you were around like when there was only porn. <laughs> and, uh, and I was around before, uh, before YouTube. Actually, I started putting videos out before YouTube went live. It's kind of Which cool, I'm right? now proud of. We found YouTube later. But Namaste Today, it's just a great way to start your day. I'm trying to create a, a morning show for people who are in their hearts. A morning show that tells you the vibration of the day, gives you a little candy to chew on as far as uh, something to think about, like those topics I just gave you. And then I give you what I call the zodiac weather. I'll tell you what your mood is for your sign that day and what the key strategic like uh, play is for the day. Like this is what you want to definitely accomplish today. And it's just a little 20-minute show. Uh, and thank you. I've been doing horoscopes and, and other videos uh, for, uh, for nine years now, and I've reached the 17,000 video mark on YouTube. So I'm getting old in YouTube years. Yeah, oh gosh, I, I can't even uh, imagine, as I said, the fact that 20 years seems, doesn't seem like a long time. But in, in terms of reality, you know, none of the stuff that you're doing and, and even some of the stuff that I'm doing I was never even really thought of as being possible in, in 1995. So what I want to do since we've been there since the dawn of the age of the Internet, let everybody know out there who's listening all of the many places that they can find you to get more information. Of course, we're going to have all of this information on our Twitter feed, but I figure it's probably best here to hear it coming from you. Oh, thank you, Dan. Well, for uh, Namaste Today, I'm on five days a week, uh, and you can come to namastetoday.tv. And if you'd like to try our Serious Joy free seven-day trial, come on down to seriousjoy.com, and a video will be there with me talking you through the process. I think the great thing about that is really, well, A, the fact that it's five days a week that you can go in and, and see something new and see something that is a great way to start your day. And for SeriousJoy.com, the thing that is great about that, too, for folks out there is that no credit card is required for the first seven days. That's even, I think, even more of a, a benefit. That's even more something can make people feel comfortable about checking this out. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. We really decided that we didn't want you to think we had any hidden agenda, and uh, and we don't. And the cool thing is I actually tie the show into the service. So in the show, I'll, I actually go into some background on what we're talking about, and then during the day, the service that will tell you this is how the show was talking, how it applies to you. So it's a, it's a fun way of connecting uh, to the show as well. For Valentine's Day, anything that anyone out there should be aware of if they're um – you know, maybe thinking of having a, a very special day, anything to keep in mind from not necessarily from an astrology standpoint, but from just your own personal experience, what should they know about tomorrow? I think, uh, and I think this is true for the astrology and and for the world that we're at a place now, folks, where uh, you want to be so true to your own heart first. If you are true to your heart and what it wants, then everything you experience in your love and relationships will also be true. And uh, I have seen with my own personal witness that although people are afraid to listen to their heart, I, have, I can't think of one experience that turned out bad when they did. So it's a Valentine's Day for your, to you to you, and that leads to you to everybody, in my opinion. Christopher Witecki, thank you so much for spending some time. Uh, I would actually love to have you back in the future if you would like to come back and maybe we can get some people to call in and we can do some other fun things. I I think that it was a very interesting message today. Thank you so much. It's an honor and pleasure. By the way, I love your vibration, Dan. It's really kind and sweet and you're doing great work and you you should be proud of your long 20 years. It is, folks, a huge dedication to get up and do this uh, to the Internet of Electricity, right? So I honor you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone out there who is listening, we want you, as Christopher said, we want you to stay on the happy path. But we do have to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more of Kroll Call in just a moment. Stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. of Kroll Call. Now, tomorrow should be no surprise to anyone out there, but tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so my next guest is perfect for today's show because his mission is one of love. As one half of the musical sensation, Jason and DeMarco, Jason Warner has been making beautiful music and even more so because it has a beautiful message. But he's also been instrumental in finding a safe place for homeless LGBTQ youth. Jason, welcome to Kroll Call. Thank you. It's great to be here. We heard a snippet of This Is Love at the top of the segment. Have you always had a love for music? I have. Um, my mom told me when I was even just a baby 
that when she would head um, down to my grandmother's, they said they could hear me at the top of the hill, and they called me lungs. So lungs? I guess it's just, it was, I was just born with it. <laughs> what are some of... What are some of your earliest things? I know that I was always a talker. I will probably be, it came out talking, but let's talk music. I love talking about music. What are some of your earliest memories of music? Maybe some of the the artists that you remember from an early age or some of the songs that you remember singing at an early age? Well, my mom was a choir director, and so I grew up around music. My dad, even though he doesn't sing or play, and and, well, he plays drums, but he just was a lover of music as well. So I grew up in a very musical family, and um, my earliest memories of music really, I guess, are the the hymns. You know, I mean, I grew up Mm -hmm. in church. My mom, she would actually visit nursing homes and hospitals, and she would take me with her, so she would sing hymns to patients, and I'd kind of, at just a young age, I mean, probably five to seven years of age, I started singing with her. And, um, and you know, I guess growing up in church, that's really the first songs I I remember singing. And, um, and it, ironically, that's really the first CD DeMarco and I officially launched together, uh, which was very ironic because we had moved to L.A. and we both wanted to, you know, be pop artists and release, you know, a pop album. And the first CD we ever released was a traditional hymns. CD piano only. So kind of took us back to where it all started, I guess. So with that, you know, sort of uh, things maybe being surprising the way that they go. If someone were to look at your music playlist right now, is there anything on it that might be surprising? Any artists or any songs that people might go, wow, that didn't expect to see that there? Um, not, uh, well, I guess not necessarily any one artist. What probably would be surprising is I don't really have a favorite type of music. I and and I think our music is is kind of um, you know been a mirror of that because we don't really mm-hmm. uh, you know like, like I said our first CD was a hymn CD and then we've done dance you know we've done pop rock we've done folk um, and I think for some people they they may say well you know what is your style and for us our harmonies our vocals have always been our signature. So no matter what style we've sung, people have always been able to say, oh, that's Jason and DeMarco. And I think that's pretty much how I am with my own music playlist, is it's not necessarily a style of music. It's it's for me, a, a lot of the songs I listen to are very uh, much about the vocals and about the the songwriting. You know, so um, I've been a huge Sting fan for years. You know, mm-hmm. I love his writing. I love um, the, his music. And he's kind of you know, shifted through the years as well with the sound. I think as an artist, you always want to be shifting. You never want to just lock into one thing. Shifting slightly the conversation, I mentioned Valentine's Day is tomorrow. What does Valentine's Day mean to you? Is it, you know, is it more of a pretend holiday as some folks are calling it? Is there some more meaning to it? What's your personal take on Valentine's Day? Well, let's just say I've grown up a lot because when I was younger, it was very, you know, uh, it's how much you loved me was based on, you know, what did you get me? After being with someone and married, you know, for 14 years, you kind of get way past that. And now it's like if the laundry gets done or if the um, kitchen is clean when I walk out and, you know, not full of, the sink's not full of dishes, it's like, oh, you love me. And so, you know, things definitely have changed over the years, but you know, I'm I'm definitely an emotional guy. I'm definitely the emotional one in our relationship. You know, I mean, I definitely am wired more along the line. You know, 
and I've said this and some people say, you know, you shouldn't say that, but I mean, I'm definitely wired more like a female, you know, I'm definitely just the sensitive and the emotional. And I think, you know, I think the way a female thinks much more than I do a guy and DeMarco, of course, thinks much more like a guy. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see. What, uh, hopefully he remembers tomorrow is Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, uh, and this is for folks out there who are listening, if anybody wants to come and clean the dishes that are in my sink, I would <laughs> love you for at least the day. Uh, I'd be freaked out that you got into my house and did the dishes, but I would still <laughs> love you for cleaning the dishes. So with that, really quickly, I have to mention, twin sons, I've done babysitting for my neighbors who have four-year-old twins and after one day i'm you know thankful to come home to the 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 quiet solitude of my home with dirty dishes in the sink what is it like having twins and both boys yeah well you know our journey um of surrogacy i documented it in a book i released called the journey of same-sex surrogacy and it was an amazing journey and um but they are the the joy of our lives. You know, they're. I, once you, I think once you have kids, you just can't imagine what your life would be like without them. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, I say it's the most rewarding and the most exhausting. And and it is it, it it shifts. We're talking about shifting again. I mean, it changes everything. Um, but you know, it's. I think this is the fun part. You know, we made it through the hardest part, the infancy. That was the hardest part. Now <laughs> it's really just. I mean, every day they're becoming more you know, more and more little men and we're just, we just are watching them grow and it's amazing. It's, it's the, and they get to tour with us too. You know, they, we're about to leave tomorrow to start a three week tour and um, they go with us. We get an RV tour bus. My parents go and, you know, help support us while we're doing shows by watching the boys. And, you know, before you know it, I mean, they're going to be at our CD tables on our CDs and they're going to be up on the stage (laughs) with us, you know, hopefully playing instruments. They're, they've definitely got the musical gene. So, um, so I think, you know, it's, it's been an amazing adventure with them. Hearing you speak so lovingly of, of being a father is amazing. And it sort of provides a segue into something else that I'd like to talk about that isn't quite nearly as happy. And there are a lot of homeless LGBTQ youth. Uh, far more than probably anyone realizes. You know, we, we've just talked about loving your children and, and watching them grow. How do we get to a point, or how did we get to a point as a society where we have so many homeless youth? That's a really great question, and we we found um, somewhat of an answer to that. When DeMarco and I met and lived in L.A. for almost 10 years, and we um, moved and relocated to Houston for a short time. And while we were living in Houston is when we had our sons. Uh, we had them through surrogacy. And when they were born, I started a nonprofit. Um, the long and short of my story was is that when I, I was in the Christian music industry, and when I was 22, I came out to the industry, was kicked out, and I ended up homeless myself um, for about four months. And I, it was only through this kindness of this man that um, had an apartment building and he said, listen, I'll give you an apartment to live in if you work for me in my office. And so I say it saved my life because it got me off the street, it got me into a safe place and gave me time to just get on my feet. And so you fast forward all of these years, um, I've always, I had a dream of helping other young people, particularly LGBT and questioning youth. And so when the boys were born, it was a great opportunity for me since we stopped touring to begin this nonprofit. And what we found, Dan, is that 
in less than eight months, we opened this little drop-in center. I mean, we were hoping 10 kids would maybe show up. And we averaged 50 to 70 kids a day and in less than eight months, wow. 400 homeless kids walked through our doors. And in that eight months, unfortunately, the landlord had to, they sold the property and they had to tell us that we were going to have to relocate. So when we relocated, we literally relocated, we moved from Texas to Tennessee and um, outside of Nashville in a town called Franklin, Tennessee. And when we looked at the organization and said, what is it we want to do? Rather than opening another drop-in center for homeless youth, we saw that over two-thirds of those homeless youth in that drop-in center were homeless because they had aged out of foster care. And when they turned 18, they had no support. They had no family, nowhere. They think they can make it at 18. You think you can conquer the world. And within Mm -hmm. weeks to months, they were on the street. And so that's really what our program has shifted is to be preventative and to work with kids as they are preparing to age out of foster care and help them transition to independent living. And we... Crazy enough how two gay guys from Los Angeles ended up in Franklin, Tennessee, living on a six-acre ranch. <laughs> it happened. We have seven miniature donkeys. We've got two ponies. We've got five chickens, two goats. And I can't believe it, but we just got a pig last week. <laughs> this, in a strange way for folks who are going to listen, this sounds like the next guest in the next segment who has her own menagerie of, of animals and has taken them on the red carpet with her. But, <laughs> As folks who are are listening are going to know, nothing nowadays is free, nothing is inexpensive, and that's part of a GoFundMe campaign that you've you've come to try to raise some money for some of these goals and hopes that you're you're coming up with here. So, can you tell everybody who's listening, you know, what is the the campaign? What do you need the funds for? Sure. Well, it's you know, we we ended up purchasing this beautiful um property and you know, we knew when we bought it that we wanted to open it up to friends and the community mm-hmm. to do special events. And, and basically what we realized is we thought, you know, we have a great setup to really use the property for the nonprofit. And the first program that we're launching this summer is we're going to, DeMarco and I are actually getting certified to foster and we're going to foster two youth that are aging out of foster care, but they're oh. staying in extended care and they're planning on it starting college in the fall. And so DeMarco and I in a community of support um, are going to be here to basically mentor them, um, go you know, um, work with them with life skills, and just help prepare them for that transition um, to entering college and to also help them establish a, a safe place to live um, you know, by the time they start school. And so that's one program we're looking at. And then the other program is actually doing camps over the summer for foster youth that are currently in foster care. And all of that we're doing at no cost. And so, of course, raising funds to support that programming, support. Uh, we've had to do a lot of updates to a space to you know, make it uh, livable for to foster youth. And um, we're really excited about it. What, right now it's starting small with only you know, fostering two, but our ultimate goal is to acquire property and um, have several houses, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 houses. And we're looking at two models. One is a tiny house model where the youth would actually help build their own house. So they're not only um, going to have a home that they're building, but they'll be learning a trade skill. And then they actually would be buying the house from us. So we'll owner finance it to them. And it gives them a sense of ownership, responsibility, pride. And then if they ever decide to sell it, the organization would buy it back from them. And that gives, uh, you know, basically buy it back for what they've put in it. 
and that gives them a nest egg to, to move forward with their next step in life. And uh, we're really, really excited about it. It's, I think right now, just to give you an idea, in Tennessee, there's almost 4,000 youth that are in the foster care system that are between the ages of 14 and 18 that will be aging out. And so those are the numbers we're looking at. Wow. And a huge percentage of them will end up homeless and or incarcerated. And so I think we, we can do a lot of good. And, you know, the LGBT issue is definitely a focus. We want, it, we want this to be an affirming place. But we also, um, to be honest with you, what we learned when we were doing the drop-in center is sexuality is almost really one of the, it's not even, it's on the back burner. They're in such survival mode. Sexuality doesn't even come to the surface a lot of times because they're just trying to survive. And then if you can just get them in a safe place, then they can start dealing with you know, their sexuality issues. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time for this segment, but there's a couple of things that I still want to touch on. All of this amazing work that you're doing. Um, I mean, anyone who's listening to this will, will have to agree that this is incredible work. Did you ever imagine that this would be your calling, that this is something that you would be doing back when you were called lungs and you know growing up and, and yeah. some difficulties of your own? Did you ever imagine that you would be at this place in your life? I did. You know, I, I really, um, and I think tonight from what I was reading that you had a, um, someone on that was, uh, you know, talking about uh, um, seeing the future. <laughs> and I guess for me, I, I knew at a young age, I, I knew there was going to be a property. I knew I was going to be working with children. I never knew it would look like this. But it's kind of manifested in a very different way than what I expected. Um, but it's, it's amazing. And so I really feel it's my soul's purpose. I, I really feel like this is, um, if not the purpose, it's one of my soul's purposes is being here um, to really help protect children. And after having my own, you know, I really I feel like we have the potential to be parental figures to a lot of kids and, you know, even as they leave the ranch, our goal is that on holidays, you know, and, and special events, they can come and they'll always have a place to come back to with an extended family. Well, Jason, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to be here. I'm going to pass along all of the information about how people can learn more, how they can get involved on our Twitter feed. But quickly, where can folks go if they are so inclined to follow you, be it on Twitter, social media, or websites? Sure. Well, our website is definitely the hub, and it really gives a lot more information than we could ever cover in one phone call. And it's www.safehouseforall.org. Safehouseforall.org. And, um, and then Jason and DeMarco, you know, we're on Facebook. We've, jasonanddemarco.com is our website. So there's, there's, all you have to do is Google, and, you know, everything's out there. But um, I would definitely, you know, we appreciate all and any support that we get. This is a big endeavor, and um, we're, we're doing it. And, you know, anyone that wants to be involved in this mission, uh, we invite you to join us. Well, Jason, again, thank you so much for being here, everybody. We do have to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with more of this week's show in just a moment. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. My next guest this week is certainly one of my favorite people, and she is a favorite of millions of daytime fans. She's known for roles on One Life to Live, The City, Capital, and more. And she's now winning over new audiences around the country with her comedy hypnosis show and motivational speaking engagements. We were talking during commercials. She brings a smile to my face. She is, of course, Katherine Hickland. Kat, welcome to Crow Call. I think this is your first time on the new rebranded version of the show. I know, and I was listening to your last guest, and it, was, it sounds amazing. It is amazing. Really fun stuff, and I love what he's doing. That's with, you know, I, I'm going to go to GoFundMe and help him out, because that's a very cool thing. Yeah, I'm on my way there after the show as well. You know, one of the things that I've found, and certainly I know that you know, is that you can use a presence, whether it's on social media or elsewhere, for many, many things, but it's so much better and so much easier to use it for good things. And that's one of the things that I've always loved about you is that even when things are, you know, grumpy times, you still find a way to spread positive energy. Well, you know, I got to say, I, I think that is my entire purpose of being here. And I'm one of those lucky, very annoying people that wakes up happy every day. <laughs> And, of course, I can get, you know, irritated by things, but I've really gotten good at letting go of things that don't really deserve the space in my head. And, you know, so I'm, I'm really um, happy that I can bring a smile to anybody's face. It's why we're here, really. It's, life is so nice when we can do that for each other, isn't it? It is, especially, you know, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, no secret mentioned it many times during the show, and I guess people will hear it more times until tomorrow. What is your idea of a romantic evening? And this is a, still a PG show, so... Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all right. You don't have to worry about me. I won't go there, but of course, needless to say, that will be part of the activity because it's romance day. But I do think that um, just to, you know, going out to a really nice dinner or to... Um, make a really nice dinner at home. I really just think that it's a time to spend, you know, with that person and you don't talk about anything annoying and you don't talk about anything that's stressful. You don't talk about work. You know, you just talk about all the stuff that you used to do and, you know, what that person means to you. And I think it's always good to, to you know, give them a piece of paper when you get home and, you you know, and you say, you know, Write down. We're in a, I want to write down all the great things about you, and I want you to do the, the, that about me. You know, and, and mm-hmm. just you know, take your time, and you know, why do you love me? What are the things about that? And I think it's a really fun little thing to do because what it does is it makes people think, and it reminds them of why they're in the relationship in the first place. And we don't want to pass over the fact that there are maybe some folks out there who 
may not have anyone special in their lives tomorrow. And if, you know, it's a, a recent breakup, if it's something that you're maybe not over, Catherine has written a book, The 30-Day Heartbreak Cure, Getting Over Him and Back Out There, one month from today. So what is the most important thing that people should know if they are if having a little bit of a heartbreak? Break up at this time. Well, first of all, you know, you just forget to have fun when you're going through bad stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know... Go out with your friends and, you know, and, and lean on them because, you know, they probably miss you and, and that's a really good thing to be around people that, you know, that love you and that, and that, that make you laugh. Don't be around any, you know, drag or bummers, you know, like go out with people that make you laugh or just, just get, get yourself, you know, don't hide in your room and, and cry and cry and cry because that's not going to get you anywhere. But the main thing is, is not to have any contact with that person for 30 days. I mean, no texting, no sexting, no phone calls, you know, no, none of that. I mean, taking a mental and emotional break from somebody for 30 days is really powerful. And so if you want to know the rest, you can, you can go to my website, um, katherinehickland.com, and there's more about the book there. And, um, but if you aren't attached to somebody right now, you know, you have to look at the bright side, which is, A, you're completely available if you want to be, and life is a full of endless possibilities, and there's somebody for everybody in this world. But, you know, go out with some friends that also are unattached for dinner and celebrate loving yourself, because really, it's, you know, that's the most important love of all is love, self-love. And you, when you stand on your own in self-love, then you can stand with another, you know. And until then, you know, get yourself ready because that's very, when the good things happen. Very, very true. And, you know, if for some reason, if everyone else is, is out and you can't find one, stay at home, watch a funny movie, perhaps maybe Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Everyone's heard of them. They may not, though, Kat, have heard of Cat and Fern's Excellent God Adventure. Oh yeah, my new book. Uh, that's I, I forgot about that. That's right. I, it's a uh, it's a daily inspirational read, and it's written with Fern Underwood, who is um, an amazing woman. She just turned one hundred years old on February seventh. Wow. Yeah, and she uh, wrote the book with me, and she's um, been talking, literally having God speak through her hand for decades. At 5 o'clock every morning, she gets up and her hand goes to the paper and it writes and it writes and it writes. And so she put those writings in this book and, oh, my, it's wonderful, you know, just to think that God is talking through this 100-year-old woman and, you know, and we get to see what it is he's saying. It's amazing. You know, it's what, what his thoughts are and what his directives are. And it's it's, it's not a super religious bang you over the head you know with religion book it but what it is is a combination of her writings from god and you know my journey from highway to heaven through hollywood you know (laughs) through my stuff so it's just a couple of pages a day read and it's it's really really good if you need you know some inspiration so you can get you know learn more about that it's on amazon of course but uh you can get signed copies through my website which you can also go to my website, katherinehickland.com, to learn more about the show that I am coming to Pennsylvania to do. Bring your coat. It's going to be cold. I know, and I went to New York two weeks ago without a coat, and I was miserable. So what brings you to the very frigid Arctic tundra (laughs) of Pennsylvania? Well, this is my third year in a row of going to perform a 
my comedy hypnosis show for uh, the Four Diamonds Fund, which is a wonderful organization that helps local families have children who have cancer. So they're, they assist them, and, you know, it's just an incredible thing. And Anvil Cleona High School, which is in Anvil, Pennsylvania, which is only 25 minutes from Harrisburg and 10 minutes from Hershey and an hour and 45 minutes from Philadelphia. So if you're in those surrounding areas, come on and have fun with us. We're this Friday night, not uh, tonight, of course, but next Friday night as the 20th, and we are. I'm going to be performing my show at Anvil Cleona High School. Tickets are only uh, $12, $12 in advance, and you can go get those at katherinehickland.com, or you can um, buy them at the door. They're $15, and um, I put on a really fun show. And they have a that's beautiful. Putting, that's underestimate. You don't put on a pretty fun. It's an amazingly fun show. It's hilariously fun. Oh, so thank I'll you. Interject. It's way better now. You saw my very first show I ever did years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, it's still, I, it was still good. Well, thank you. So we're going to raise money for the Four Diamonds Fund, and that is what it's about. So if you go to my website, you can you know read about all that. And I would love to meet anybody that's in that area, and you're coming not expensive it's for a good cause put your coat on and come see me i mean you know it, it have to go out into the cold anyway for some reason why not go someplace where you know you'll feel warm and fuzzy because you're helping to make a difference that's right important. and I mean, you i promise you will laugh until you cry because that's what hypnosis shows do they just you see people get up and get hypnotized and do crazy things and it's so fun. We, you know, we, we just have a ridiculous time. And um, the the theater at this high school holds like six or seven hundred kids, and or, I mean wow. adults. And it's very very uh, beautiful. This theater that they built there. It's new, state of the art. So I love going there to perform. And um, and of course, I always love doing anything I can for the Four Diamonds Fund. And then the next day, which is Saturday the 21st, at that same high school, I'm going to be having a seminar for the Look 10 Years Younger in Less Than Five Minutes, and that is uh, only $10, and, um, and it is going to be really great. I have to say I give great seminar. So I have a question. If it's 10 years in five minutes, if I give you half an hour, <laughs> can you make the, me look You'll be 60? in the crib, and I'll have to give you a, a bottle. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> now, just always... think about that for a minute. <laughs> that would be amazing. I am uh, not paying for your therapy on that image. <laughs> well, we'll worry about that later. Exactly. All of this information is, of course, available on your website. I'm, I'm making sure that we get out there because I'm watching the clock tick down. In the last segment, I mentioned to Jason, he was mentioning their uh, ranch with all sorts of animals. Really quickly, animal update. How many fuzzy and furry children do you have at the oh moment? Oh, my God. I just counted them the other day. It's funny you should ask because I was, we, just, we had you know, 14 babies. So now I have, um, I have 11, uh, 12. Let's see. I have 12 chickens. I have a miniature donkey. I have two horses. I have um, 26 ducks and uh, 23 cattle and a bull. Um, wow. Oh, and, okay. a, and three dogs. Yeah. That's way too. I can't even do the math in the time that we have. I'll add them up later and we okay, can. Okay, well, get let it. me just tell you that I st- people say, why do you still work? I'm like, I have so many animals to feed. Are you kidding? <laughs> I said, someone's got to do this, you know, so, yeah, that's why I still tour. Well, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. They're, they're the best. I love them so much. 
It is priorities. You have, you know, 50, 75 children to take care of. You've, you've been busy. Yeah. But I, as I said, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. So I just want to make sure, again, that everybody knows where to find all the things that they need to know about this. So give everybody Everything you need your social to know, media. you just go to katherinehickland.com. And, you, you know, it's all right there because I have an events page on the home page. And you can also watch a video of my work if you want to say, well, what is the hypnosis show like? You can see it there. And, um, oh, I would just love to have people come out. And you know what, Dan? I'm just so happy to have been here today because it's so good to hear your voice. It's so wonderful to see you doing so beautifully with this show. And, you know, you. there's so few soaps left. And, you know, people have somewhere to go to... To, to be with us still. It's so great. And the fact that, as I said, 20 years in March, it will be 20 years. It's kind of amazing. And now I have to sum up all of that in less than one, in one minute before they kick us off. Okay, so, go. Kat, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want to thank Jason Warner for being here and Christopher Witecki. If you missed any part of today's show, if you want to listen to it again, or if you want to share it with a friend, which is also a wonderful thing to do, please go to CrollCall.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Show. We're going to be back here next week. It's the 20th of February. It's all things Oscar. Not the Grouch, but the Academy Awards. So that's coming up next week. I hope that you have a great week until then and that you'll join us then for another edition of Kroll Call. Have a great week, everybody. (laughs) 